Grass is grass. <laughs> Get it out of the way early. Hey, everybody. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, the last day of March of this year. And it is episode 14 of Big Brother Canada 9 is over. We're just getting started here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Dave Mater joined with Jamil Robinson as we're continuing to cover the season. And this is the uh, week five Wednesday veto episode uh, as we react to this. Uh, breaking this all down, we saw that this invisible HOH twist continues to play itself out. How? Oh, they can't figure it out. It's Ty. Ty is getting all the blame. You know? It's obviously Ty. It's obviously Ty. Obviously Ty. It has to be. Right? Um, and we see Rohan win this veto tonight. And despite the fact that he's in an alliance with uh, Austin and Brayden, he does not use it. We kind of talked about this in the spoiler section of our Monday night podcast. Uh, but we didn't know yet. We didn't know if he was going to use it, but we were pretty sure he wasn't going to use it. They kind of explained this tonight here that, you know, that... Uh, <laughs> Did they? <laughs> not really. Like, basically, we got this... We got some pressure here from Tina. Like, one one conversation with Tina to Rohan that seemed to... That's how they were trying to present it. But we're going to kind of talk about all this and see, you know, how does this really match up with reality of what's actually happening in this house versus what does the show want us to think is happening? So, because um, we, we talked about in the spoiler section that, you know, Victoria's secret as the uh, HOH may not be that secret or the house guests may be not that aloof to uh, you know figuring this out so we're going to break that all down Jamil sorry I haven't had a chance to, uh, to you talk. did introduce me I did introduce you but you haven't spoken how, what, how, how was tonight for you um, tonight's episode was pretty brutal I think um, just disappointing all around because even though you, you, you kind of get glimpses at what happened and you you kind of read recaps about what happens on feeds. You're like, okay, well, I'm obviously missing a whole bunch of stuff. I'm missing details from um, uh, the 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 general idea of what one person might be thinking um, with their decisions or lack thereof of decisions when it comes to it. And seeing some of the elements played out on the screen was very disappointing. Uh, uh, so yeah, let's let's start off with uh, with Rohan. Like, yes, you to the extent that he agreed to take them off the block, and then to turn around and give that kind of ho hum no answer was extremely disappointing. Was extremely. Disappointing. It's the Rose Show, baby. <laughs> like the Rose Show. Just say that he wanted to guarantee him. That's all he wanted. It was just to save his own ass. It yeah. had nothing to do with saving his allies. Yeah. Um, and right? honestly, well, yeah. And it, let's, in reality, unless Braden or Austin won, they weren't going to come off. Neither of them were going to come off. But they didn't know that. They did not know that. What did Rowan overpromise here? Right? You, like, you know, like always, always, always in life. Um, under promise and over deliver. Over promise and deliver. Yeah, that's right. And and but under I promise was, and over deliver. But we see here tonight that like everybody's like even Jetson said, well, yeah, I would vote to keep you, you know, in the house. And I'm like, what? Why, Jetson? Like, you're not going to do that. Like, if one of them came down, like we saw later, this is late in the episode in the bathroom. We see Jetson and uh, Beth talking to Braden and Austin. And okay. Like I just got, we got to talk about these two nominees. I think in particular because I feel like they're the story of this week. Victoria too, 
in this invisible HOH and how well or not she's playing it. But we talked, we, we broke a lot of that down on Monday. Um, we talked about the, these two a little bit more on uh, then too, that they were nominated and are they the right target this week or should, was this a missed opportunity to put up Jed and Ty? I am more convinced than ever that this is uh, a good thing. Maybe, maybe not for Victoria even specifically, but just for the show that, that, uh, <laughs> that I, I, Austin and Braden. Oh my God. Like these are not good players. Either of them. They both They're think not. they are Braden and Braden. Right. And so Austin, but Austin is, um, is well she starts off this episode saying dirty nasty i don't think she's dirty but but it's uh she's she's very petty um she's she's incredibly entitled and she has uh, uh she she she's her own biggest fan not that you know having confidence is a bad thing but uh she's she's just like they just seem a little bit aloof i guess um it's it look I, I have a problem in terms of like Big Brother where people are like, you know, if you do something, you're evil or this is evil or or you've done dirty or you did me wrong or uh, that's karma. Karma's going to come back to get you. You're not a good person if you do this. It's like we're this is not like I tripped someone or pushed someone in the traffic or something or like. I took a, a hundred dollars from your purse and you can't pay your bills. This is big brother. This is not like, like real life in the, in the sense of like people playing the game and you having to deal with the consequences of people playing the game. They did not, you know, disrespect you in terms of say something, um, you know, demeaning towards you or misrepresented you in any way, right? Those are things that we should be calling out and and kind of dealing with. They weren't being harassed or anything like that. This is this is not like Big Brother of old in the U.S. where we saw some real like bad actions and and attitudes that aren't. Um, uh, aren't aligned with the the common rally. This is just playing the game, and you have such a big problem with people playing the game. Like, I think that says more about how you've been playing the game or lack thereof that you would find that when something happens to you, finally, that you feel that it's dirty. I'm sorry, people I'm putting up for nomination, they're going on slop. I don't want them to be at their top best self um, for that week. I want it to be as easy as possible. I'm going to be throwing as much hurdles in your way so that you're not successful. It's not dirty. It's playing the game. I I'm with you. Like it's, it, I agree with you, but I I'm trying to get into Austin's head here and trying to understand where she's coming from. And it seems to all be about the slop. The fact that she, that she, in her mind, there would be a rule. Nobody could be on it two weeks in a row. I don't know enough about Austin's diet and what she eats or doesn't eat, you know, but this seems to be like the end of the world for her. Um, is this, am I misrepresenting this? Like she, she's making, she's making into a big deal. And I think a lot of people have been, you can tell the inexperience with individuals in terms of watching big brother, because having being on slop two weeks in a row, that happens. That happens a lot of time. There's been people who have been on slop for like weeks on end who who uh, have disadvantages uh, during the um, the the Yankee swap where they're stuck with slop for the rest of the, the game while they're in it. Two weeks is nothing. OK, it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yes. But is nothing in like what could happen. Right. So what would you rather? Would you rather be on slop or would you rather still be in the game? 
it's not the worst case scenario okay that's happened right mm -hmm. it's not like someone cheated you or tripped you up in a competition or held you down right all those hohs you could have won that veto you could have won you didn't you lost she's supposed to be the puzzle expert she's supposed to be the smartest person in the house right she couldn't memorize how many rocks were falling uh, I guess she couldn't do that. She couldn't strategize better and put herself in a better position. No, she didn't do work last week when it was Kyle that was on the block. And she's not doing work this week. And she's find herself going to go home. All right. So I don't. Yeah. Feel well, it seems bit. to be like because if you if you had to vote in this, it seems like Austin's the easy vote yeah. out here. Right. Like, why would you vote up Braden over Austin? There wouldn't be one compelling reason to do that. I think for almost everybody in this house. I agree, especially in a sense that she's supposed to be this comp beast that has not, I, I don't feel like she's been in the running for a lot of these things as of late. And her attitude just generally sucks Right at the same time. I don't think she's pretty loyal to the people. You know what? As much as Victoria is such a flighty person where her mind is going all over the place, she is absolutely right. She was uh, talking about, um, you know, the relationship last week and... You know, once she has no power, she she's just goes back to hanging out with Brayden and kind of cuts everyone out, right? So right. So yeah. what, what? What? How do we read that? Is is Austin okay? Because my my sense of Austin is I don't know exactly, but she seems like she might be a rich girl. Am I off here? A privilege? A privilege? Person of privilege. Look, I don't know Austin. When when first. Inter seeing her interacting with individuals, um, I, I I wish I could bring up my notes, my previous notes about her, um, but I felt that I didn't want to say rich girl, I didn't want to say entitled girl because um, there are people who are rich and people who had a lot of luck or circumstances go their way that don't have that attitude. Right? Absolutely, I that, yeah, I, yeah. But I think she's more the stereotype, the stereotype of that. I, I think there's there's personality traits where individuals are born of um, circumstances in terms of like if things go the right way uh they feel that it's deserved to them and they expect that you know if they work everything should work out um not really realizing that you know what sometimes you get dealt a bad hand you can do your very best and sometimes you still lose right and having the the ability to kind of you know walk away from that and grow from that and work with that kind of situation and still keep your head high but she's like i'm surprised she doesn't just start rolling around and start banging her hands on the ground like a baby because like mm -hmm. she is petulant at at points in this episode i feel and like <laughs> i don't really hear like braiding kind of like joins in but I, like I don't get the same type of vibe and sour face that she has. Like, she's like, don't touch me. Go get away. I need to walk away from this. Um, I, that being said, I'm not I'm not a big fan of all the, the hug. I, I'm a hugger, but I'm not a big fan of like, oh, I got to hug you because it's ceremonial sake. I have to hug you kind of well, thing. It's that's almost like a tradition, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, because that's what the what they're going to play over the credits on the for this episode right like people having a hug and then they'll who, who who will win the power of veto on wednesday will they use it to save austin or brayden from the, the can they just play a game of rock paper scissors just like instead well sometimes sometimes you see after like a nomination ceremony like they'll you'll see people you know 
whatever, doing things kind of like we saw the Sunsetters doing tonight. They they had a big celebration after this ceremony. They were thrilled. Um, uh, I just there's a lot of I hated in this episode. I hate that thing to where everyone's like, oh 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 yeah. We had nothing to do with this week. Yeah, we're safe. Yeah. We can still be put well, up in veto, but yeah. But more importantly, they think that, okay, assuming they're 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 saying like assuming we can keep the nominees the same, that they're they are now gonna control the numbers again. And this is where I'm like, Victoria, what are you doing? Because you understood you were against them earlier when you're when you're on your first HOH, the public HOH, that that like you know like working that uh, everything with Latoya and Ty and Jed and them pushing you didn't I I don't know she never seemed to like learn her lesson from that and here she is like granted I guess Austin and Brayden are never going to be as loyal to Victoria they will throw Victoria under the bus when it suits them however. They are still actively working with you, Victoria. Right? Like this doesn't seem like the move. Um, from like, stay tuned you know, for spoilers. Stay tuned <laughs> for, for taste. You know, there might be more to this. But yes. Victor, did well, okay. Victoria do a good job of of convincing people she wasn't the HOH? No. At least in at least in terms of the show, what we saw in the show. No. Um, no. No. I think that. <laughs> I initially said um, on Monday that everyone knows. I'm wrong, okay? The impression was that everyone knows because whenever someone, like, mentions Vic, people will agree. But then later on, as we see during um, diary sessions and some minor comments, they're like, no, it's not Victoria. Or, like, they say, like, they kind of dismiss it afterwards. But when people tell them it's accepted, but then it's dismissed, right? Um, So... My understanding for sure. Kiefer knows for sure, right? Uh, Jed and Ty are pretty strongly believe that it's it's them. Uh, well, they know they know it's not them. At least, yeah. respectively, Jed and Ty, in their own heads, they know it's not them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're re- they're reasonably confident it's not Beth either, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be Beth. <laughs> it wouldn't be Beth. Yeah, I, I think Beth would have probably went after like Tara too. So they know it can't be Kiefer. They know it can't be Tina, yep. so uh, that re- only would leave really like Tara Ro. and Victoria Roe, I guess. Yeah. But you know, like this is—I just don't think that they. I just don't get what they that they're not putting it together in the show. Here we saw that uh, even Beth pointed pinned it on Victoria, right? Because we see here Beth, she comes in, she lays right between Austin and Brayden, which I thought was a weird move. It um, was. It was. I, because you're not actively al- allied with them, you're not best friends with them, and that you you are a top suspect. So just the that was a weird energy she brought into that room. Did you like her energy in comparison to Victoria's, who just like didn't come and hug them, but just kind of stayed to the side and just was like, <sighs> well, yeah, like I, I no, I did not like it. I I I I, I didn't I didn't like either of them. I thought that like because I I know the answer, like I know that it's Victoria, but. I just I can't I can't quite figure out why they they're they're so suspicious of Ty and they don't think it's Victoria, you know, and they 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 or they haven't they, they suspect her. They they strongly suspect her at, at the very least. And obviously Kiefer knows for sure. Maybe that's work that Kiefer's doing to keep the scent off of Victoria. I'm not quite sure. Um how how she's succeeding in this in this manner, or maybe Ty is is doing it to himself. Or maybe Austin and Braden are just 
terrible at reading people, and this is uh, a good example of that. And plus, I'm not spending time really investigating the situation and talking to people to even kind of deconstruct the situation to understand who, who's in um, who's in that position. Right. Well, after we had that sunsetter celebration where they were like, wow, can't believe that we we survived the block. And quite frankly, I, I can't believe you have either. <laughs> uh, but um, but it that's what how it worked out. Uh, and we get this conversation with Ty and Brayden uh, where, you know, Ty's like, hey, it's not us. Or it's not me. I know it's not me. But um, but Brayden doesn't believe him. He says into the diary room that he's not buying ties. There's just there's just no, no trust here. Or is that is Brayden are Brayden and Austin just bad at reading people? They've been an island. They've been an island for a good portion of the game, and they have not built relationships. So that's that's. But they it. can't. Yeah. So it's a lack of a relationship. You think between Braden and Ty here that Braden just doesn't know Ty well enough to know if he's telling the truth. Yes. Okay. Spoilers. You know, I thought that, like every to be continued spoilers. Marcus Star beside that. We're going to talk about that. All right, I'll put a star next to that because I know that yeah, there was that time Braden. But uh, by the way, that sweater—I don't like to call out <laughs> things too many, like what people wear and whatever. But Braden, that is not a good sweater, man. Like that is—it is got the mole hair on it or whatever, and it's like all orange. And I'm like, oh, I do not like this fabric and this look on you. Just saying. You know what? I, I will have to agree. Typically, I don't really call out clothing that people wear um some sometimes you're like okay that's an interesting choice or i she's wearing this again i didn't like victoria's clothes i, I noticed that she kind of you know there's a little bit of a cycle that sometimes that cross noticeable. is pointing right into the, like you know you can't help but look at where the cross is is, is sitting but um, <laughs> um but with braided's sweater today i was like look i was paying more attention to it to what was happening and i'm like it was distracting sweater. yeah that sweater it was distracting. I feel like this thing should be taken and burned or something. He's, I don't know. He's leaving it's... in the house. If he gets voted out, he's leaving in the house. And <laughs> and Tashad is going to wear it one day. We're going to see Tashad wearing it around. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe. Um, we got a scene here with Rohan. And, you know, like he's confronted by the nominees. And they're like, we use the veto. He's like, yeah, of course. And I don't know what day this was exactly. But, um we get Vic uh, says she's going to continue to deny, 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 deny. Yeah, she's Kiefer worried that. Yeah, Kiefer yeah. tells her. Yeah. Kiefer's like, never tell anybody. I won't ever tell anybody. He seems to be holding to that, even though he's not even telling the Sunsetters, right? Uh, which is, you know, he gets us this interview. I am loyal to Sunsetters. I am Sunsetters for life. Uh, where's my Sunsetters for life? For life. Sunsetters for life. That's right. Loyal to the soil. Earth, loyal to the soil. Oh, I do have that one right after. <laughs> it's loyal to the soil, loyal to the squad, sunsetters for life. There he goes. Um, but he's also loyal to Victoria because I think he sees Victoria as an asset, at least right now, right? And something yeah. that he can use. She's a piece he can use down the road when he eventually may have to turn against Ty and, and Jed and Beth, right? So it's a smart move. I think that that I'm impressed with how Kiefer's playing this week. Um, you know, he's all he also has this this he's tight with Tarantina. So yep. Kiefer seems very well positioned at the moment. 
Um, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. You know, he's survived the block twice, and I don't think he's necessarily uh, going to be a target next week per se. Like, I don't think anybody's top target anyway. So good on him. Um, then we get this TikTok segment tonight. Oh my god. Beth, Beth is called to the diary room, but that's just the start of it. And they, they read the card. And so they, they gave them a phone and they were allowed to like record like these TikTok segments. Um, and it was kind of like asking them questions. They, th- I guess they thought this would go out into the social media, but it was actually, oh, wait, just wait. It's all coming back. And then they play the clips on the big touch screen and the big brother house. And, um, uh, I thought the my boring. favorite part was boring. It was boring. Uh, although I I did learn some things. Um, Rohan is the one. He's the worst cook in the house. Like, dude, how do you mess up eggs, man? How do you mess up eggs? <laughs> well, he can do it. He can build a condo puzzle, no problem. <laughs> eggs, not his thing. You know, he's a strategic partnership guy. He's not a strategic food guy. He's not a strategic cook. How, how do you think he's messing up the eggs? Honestly, do you think it's a little bit too much or too little? It's probably too little because if yeah. it's too much, it's still an egg, you know, unless it's burned or something like. Or like he puts like too much seasoning on it, and it's like, bro, I would like some eggs with my seasoning, man. It's too much. Yeah, and I want to taste the eggs. I'd say it's more like he's undercooking them. If 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 it, there's a complaint, however, maybe it's overcooked. I don't know. It's a lot of ways. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of this like cooking for other people, like. I can understand cooking a big meal for some people, but I'm like, if I'm cooking eggs and I, I don't start off with cooking for other people, I'm making it for myself. And it's for me. Like, we can talk afterwards about maybe me doing it after for you guys, but no, no, no. Uh, My, mine first. I'll make just like a bunch of eggs or something. Eggs and bacon? Yeah. Eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. I can, I can understand the bacon thing. Bacon, people feel very strongly about bacon and and how it's constructed. So right. it, you, you got to work with people. Bacon is a very specific thing. Like the temperature and how, how well cooked or undercooked it is, is very kind of uh, are you personal. Bacon? Are you crispy bacon? Um, I can go both ways on bacon. I've, like, I've, I've enjoyed bacon and crispy. Generally, I'd say yes. I go for the crispy bacon. However, I've been known to do like a slightly underdone bacon. I, I can appreciate that. I, I've seen people go far further and even eat like more raw. Like it's barely cooked. That's a little too much for me. But like somewhere in between crispy and 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 underdone can be okay. Yeah. Um, but we also see like uh, Tara's on the warpath. Uh, you know, talking about who the messy people are, and she called out Beth for leaving that onion unwrapped in the fridge. She gonna you know? cry about it? She gonna cry? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Fake cry. Yeah, but this was boring. I, I'm it, it is. It was not. I, great. It was, it was uh, I, I could have used more time tonight explaining to me what was going on with the politics and why Rohan didn't use this veto, what led him to that decision. I think that would have been more important, but I get the, it's a sponsor thing and that's how they fund the show. So I guess it's necessary, but not entertaining. Sorry. Honestly, I'd rather pay $10 a month for feeds if we got a flashback. And they keep the feeds on actually going on because I miss things because you know I can't go back and I hope I, that someone clips it. So, yeah, what's the point of free if I get mediocre feeds that like I can't go back to? You can't even go back and watch, right? yeah. Well, that's odd, and, eh? And then it was down for a long period of time throughout this weekend, right? Through this entire mm-hmm. weekend since like the HOH challenge, it's been down, um, like 
a good portion of, you know, this entire couple of weeks. This week, I should say this week. I really wish that the big like the the the, the feeds were actually pay uh, behind a paywall because I think that they would be a little bit more accommodating. Like for the Canadian versus the U.S. version. In the U.S., like they they do cut feeds and they do have the discretion to do that, but in Canada, they they take it much further. Like they they're like, you're lucky if you get feeds. Like the, <laughs> what we show you is, this is a bonus. Like and it's free, so they can they don't have a they have a little bit more. Uh, you don't have a morals. leg to stand on to like complain too hard about it. Not too hard, but like I think I think we all kind of want to know what's going on inside. At least I do. I every every episode, I'm like Jamil, tell me what's happening. What don't, what don't we know, right? So it's um. Because I, I think this this version, maybe more than the American version, gives us a different version of reality based on you know ratings and who they think people like and who they're cheering for and how they want to they want to tell that story. Speaking of which, let's go to the the power of veto um, player pick. Um, I got a question here too about Victoria. Does she have a horseshoe up her butt? Uh, because she, they said the invisible HOH got to pick uh, uh, somebody earlier out of the bag. And it's Victoria, right? It's well, you could look at this as lucky or unlucky, depending on how you want to do. Because I guess people are not thinking that it would, it's Victoria. But however, how do they know that that the HOH didn't pick a house guest choice out of the bag and pick themselves? Yeah, very true, right? Very true. Like that has to be considered. I was like, really, Victoria's in the in the veto? We kind of, I think we knew this Monday when when, but um, okay. Then Austin picked Tashawn. Out of the like randomly, not not a house guest pick, and uh, as well as Braden uh, picking Rohan. So so uh, oh Austin and and Braden, are, they're they're thrilled. Only Tashawn is an enemy. The rest of these people in this veto are allies to them, and so they think. But little do they know, Victoria is the one who nominated in the first place. Definitely would not take them down. Ro, I don't know what his what he intended to do this week. You know, originally, if he really meant he was going to take one of them down and try to like you know get somebody up but you know i don't know or he just wanted to save his ass you know save his own make sure he wasn't re-nominated here um i just don't know like will rohan be have, what's his long-term future it's looking a little bleaker because i don't think people are, i think people will look at this uh people who aren't austin and braid and go well rohan's not when when push comes to shove he doesn't really stick by people you know he's not he's not gonna save my ass if it's gonna hurt him right for better or worse. And, uh, you know, so I kind of thought a little less of Rohan after tonight in some ways, although I get it. Um, and this I wouldn't... A compelling part of the story. Yeah. Uh, Rohan says, I'll take you down. Uh, Vic, Vic tells them he'll she'll take them down uh, as well, of course. You know, but she has no intention. What, did you like this competition tonight? Like, the uh, they had to carry the pieces over the balance beam, and then they had to assemble the puzzle. It's, you know, a pretty basic reality show competition. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's a little bit too basic for me. I'm not a fan. Although, um, it's probably easy to put that set together. So well, considering that Big Brother Canada gives us pretty good uh, competitions and production value, and this was not poor, but it was, I think, it felt more like a U.S. competition or a survivor competition. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was at their normal standard, and and you know, let's see if this is just a blip in the greatness of, of these competitions, which I think is probably the best thing they do on this show in comparison to maybe the other versions. Mm -hmm. um, Braden was terrible at this competition, <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting to wonder: is Braden bad at everything? No, like he, people say that he's a respectable player in terms of like competitions because he's usually always in the middle of the pack. 
regardless of what challenge it may be. Um, so never best, like, never worst. Yeah. Um, which might not serve him too well because, you know, eventually people are going to be like, well, he could, he's due to win one. So let's get rid of him. So maybe, but there are such bigger threats than Brayden. Oh, obviously. But when the bigger threats are the people who are more or less controlling the game, then secondary people like Brayden is not going to be a shield for Taya Jet. No. So, so at that point, it's like, well, why are you keeping him? Especially right. when they, they, someone like him can foil plans. Um, right. <laughs> and then we and then we got another. Uh, our, 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 this is from the first time Row won the veto. It's the Row Show, baby. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my parents for creating this absolute champion. Yes, but he's the POV king. He said, um, "He's a POV king." The POV king. There was no one even close to him. Austin was not like they tried. They tried to show in the edit here that he was maybe like in danger of not winning this competition. He looked like he was way ahead of them on this. It seems so. It seems so. So, so yeah, you guaranteed your safety for another week, but I don't, I just don't see if Rohan has improved his position. You know, he, he's won two vetoes in a row. He might have put more target on him than he had before potentially because he didn't even use it to win loyalty with anybody just to stop people from being mad at him seemingly yeah. here. Um, we get to, after the competition, Braden and Austin make this pitch to Victoria, which again is like, oh my God, what are you doing, Austin and Braden? This is what got you in trouble with Victoria, and this is, and you're doing it to Victoria, right? She goes, well, why? Do, like, because, and and I'm like, why would you say Tara? Why would they pitch Tara as the renom? doesn't make any sense it does not make any sense because they don't because, know who to pitch to right so look he, here's the underlying issue um especially when it comes to talking about tara from victoria's standpoint um the only one that makes sense would be tara right from victoria's standpoint um from trying to win the game kind of want to keep tara around ultimately what is happening is ty Jed, Beth, Victoria, all hate Tara. All hate Tara, not because of her gameplay, but because she's annoying. That's Wrap that it. onion up, Beth. That's basically it. That's the reason why. Um, um, I I don't want to speculate about certain things, but um, what generally okay. generally what people feel like is they don't like her, and which is like. At this point of the game, you're like, that's not a reason to get rid of people. You're like, uh, you want to be a little bit more strategic. Strategic. Does this person work for you? And that's where I feel it doesn't really make as much sense as with, like, you know, you're running out of people to put up, but, um, and especially ones that would be a pawn. Because honestly, if Braden and Tara is up, someone might decide to take Tara out because people don't like Tara. Right. Okay. And so let's say, okay, Victoria doesn't like Tara, but does Tara know that? Does Tara know she's not liked by these, these four you named the, the, the triangle plus Victoria. Um, I'm not even quite sure about it. 
I'm not even quite sure, but yeah, it's just her general attitude, a general attitude. Like, right, she's a bit of a snob. She thinks she's a little bit better than them. Right, she's, she's uh, you know, not their mom. She's, she's not, not their, their mom, but she acts like she is. Yes, she thought she was Kyle's mom, and I was like, as I pointed out, I'm like, you're bar- you're like ten minutes older than Kyle. Like, what's what what's going on here, Tara? She uh, jumps. She jumps in the bed with um with Brayden and Austin. Like, there's a thunderstorm, and it's like, kids, let me hold your hands. It's all right. <laughs> we'll make it through. Let's start singing favorite things. No, you, but you could see the attitude right there on screen, right? And mm-hmm. I, I just like how everyone else was kind of like, we're going to like hug you, say something and give you your space. But she's like all up on them. Like, you know, and it's it's awkward. It's awkward even as a viewer when you're seeing this thing. Right. So. Because I have Tara and Tashawn in my draft, and I'm still I'm still trying to I, I I don't feel good about either of these picks. I'm like these don't neither feel like winners right now. Maybe maybe runners up. I could see Tara and Tashawn both being runners up, but okay. it's it's hard to see them winning. Yeah, like at this point, how is what is Tara's path to win? Right, the game, and it doesn't really seem like. I don't know if she has one. Like, because she's like I think Tina is w- much better positioned of those oh, yeah. two. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, Tina could win this game. It feels like it wouldn't be that far off. I, I still think that Tina's a lot like uh, Casey from BB21 in the US, like, who uh, would just play this quiet, loyal game and didn't get put herself in the crosshairs too often. Uh, maybe not the comp beast part that Casey was, but, like, just being sort of like a under-the-radar, non-objectionable, loyal player uh, who's just everyone's chill with. You know, it's she misses the rock. She misses that newfie gossip on the rock, and she's she's stuck here with all these kids. Um, yeah, like so. Vic takes this information, says, "Okay, Tara, Austin, and Brayden think you should be the renom." And she's like, "What? They don't know my fire. They don't know. They haven't seen my fire. They wait until they see my fire." Um. Okay, like. Is is Victoria smart? It was are Tarantina just being manipulated here? A bit of both. Where that's such a loaded question. Is Victoria smart? Given her profession, I say that Victoria does have some intelligence. Um, in terms of Victoria, I think she she's fairly intelligent, but at the same time, she comes across like a mad person <laughs> during this game, right? In some of her choices, where you like I, honestly i think at this point victoria like her best strategy for playing like um uh, not crazy eights but uh not uh, not rummy like shooting the moon is going to be like an oh, option hearts. For hearts shooting the moon it's like i think that's a strategy at the beginning of the game for victoria because she'll she's just that type of person where she might screw up and stumble upon a victory because it's just so out there. Some of her moves are like, oh, it seems so complicated. But then she makes it so messy, right? And then it's like, this is a terrible move. And then things work out, like um, having a conversation with the guys um, saying, um, hey, after I take out one of your allies, let's see if we can still work together in following weeks. It's, it's just like, wait, what? Do you expect that to happen? And then if it does, it's just like, well, does it mean that her plan 
worked or is things just so messed up that she was an option yeah like right because i feel like victoria lives in the now she's just kind of making it up as she goes so she's not necessarily like an like a mastermind she's more like uh get get this off of me get this pressure off of me redirect it cause some chaos and hope uh, I come out on top at the end of it, or sort of like I, I'm net positive by the end of like these actions, and it's kind of working for her. But I just can't think that she's always going to be this big target. She's always going to be sort of untrusted. I think in some ways, um, especially if this information comes out that she was the HOH. Yeah, I like so. Here's one of my issues with the invisible HOH. At finale time, do we have who is the invisible HOH? I was. Or during jury arguments, is like, um, I was the invisible HOH, so I was the one who eliminated blah, blah, blah. And people are like, oh, my God, right? Like, how are you using it as a point for why you should win this game? And as it stands right now, I don't feel that this is a situation that kind of, pr- like, pushes that narrative, right? She's invisible HOH, which she can't really talk about it until maybe when the people are gone but even then like uh, you're you're losing that that trustworthiness right and how she handled it and she was adamant and made people change their you know their uh, their schedules and their gym routines uh, it's it's just weird very weird um and i just think like i'm hoping that like tina's the smart player i think she is I hope that Tina kind of read that whole moment. Yeah. Like I felt like she was maybe, I don't know. I was kind of reading her face and that whole conversation with T- Tara, Victoria and Tina and going, well, yeah, because I-, I think Tina was legitimately upset with Austin and Brayden over this. Right. But at the same time, I think Victoria is playing us. It was also kind of yeah. maybe her instinct. And I think that would be the right one. Um, just to a couple of things we had in the episode. We had a love triangle update, Jamil, with Beth. Um, you know, because she was into Ty, but now she's into Jed. And Jed she's she, Jed's winning her heart. She wants to be on The Bachelor at, I guess. Uh, you know, and, and this is who will she give the final rose to? Uh, maybe the a hundred thousand dollars, maybe. Maybe the hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Whoever who, uh, is that? What you think is is motivating her? Who thinks she thinks actually could win the game? No, I, I I think she's she's playing the best way she can that she thinks so. It's just really annoying to see it in action, and it's not like her. She's really like in conversations that you hear. She never uh, st- calls herself like. You know, I'm using this as an advantage to get my way. She's like, oh, no, I like this person, like that person. It just doesn't really feel like this forward. It feels like she's being dragged along. It honestly feels like she's being dragged along. And she doesn't feel like an active player. Yes. Like uh, we talked previously about the twins and, um, and Mr. Judas, right? Yeah. They were all active participants in the planning and the strategic play and the social aspects of it right that trio felt like a strong trio right yeah right or, or effective trio but when you think of the triangle i you think of ted and and uh sorry ty and jed oh my gosh i've been so good in the last couple of, of times um 
like Ty and Jed. They haven't really run anything, but they've done a great job in terms of like uh, communication and working with the, uh, you know, the people, even their opposition, keeping the lines of communication. Don't really see that with Beth, right? Beth's thing is that she's like hooking up with one of the guys. That's her. That's her real gimmick. That's her whole thing. What else is there? Well, I don't know because, yeah, it seems like nobody trusts Beth. Well, they trust her to enjoy herself and, you know, and she is. And she is. Do you think that the TikTok question about who was the better kisser made her uh, a little paranoid about how she's being perceived? Um, I think she would have done something regardless. I, yeah. I, I don't think she's I don't think she's cognizant of um, how well or dis, uh, how liked and disliked she is. Yeah. Why the scene in the pantry with Jensen where she's like, "I picked you," and he's like, "Well, why was I the better option?" She says, "He gave her more attention." Yes. He's and nicer she, to her. Yes. He has, and game wise, he's better for her. Okay. Um, I believe she also made comments to other people about penis size as well. Oh, okay. So that's that's a drive <laughs> that didn't come up in the pantry. <laughs> it did come up in the pantry. I don't think she was going to mention that, but she did mention previously that that's a that's a factor. Well, she said um, like she was telling people um, about the size difference between the two. Okay, and Jed and Ty are both okay with this. Like they're both okay. <laughs> this is yeah. all right. Uh, if it works for them, works for me. Um, but it's it seems like she but Jed's becoming more of the guy. I I can't imagine Jed and and Beth are going to be a thing after this though. Like no, they've they've stated that they're not going to be a thing. No, this is just to because they're bored in the house. Really, I guess so like I need eggs and bacon and girls. <laughs> so uh, whatever. Uh, the veto ceremony itself. Um, oh, sorry. Before that, we had Roe talking to Vic. Where basically Ro, Vic was just saying to Ro, don't use the veto, whatever. Ty walked in. He's like, you all talking about me? Um, <laughs> well, like, Ro starts talking about, like, uh, like, okay. They're not formally working together. The the guys, right? The Triangle and Victoria. But at the same time, Victoria is such a huge mouth. Huge mouth. That you know that the information is going to be spread throughout the house. So what would you even think about putting people's names out there to her? To her? No, I wouldn't trust it. Like you, you would, you would definitely not give information to Victoria. But this just shows you, Braden and Austin are not good players. Like we kind of know this, and that's why I'm like, I'm not sad. I like ship him out. I think actually, I'd rather see what Braden is as a player without Austin around. Hopefully he become like we get like a second era here. I, I'm still assuming it's Austin going, but um, I, I just can't think of a reason it would not be. So, and we'll get to the spoiler section and we'll see maybe if there's a consensus in the house heading into tomorrow's night vote. Of course, things can change between then and now. Um, but before, just about the the veto ceremony itself, Braden was like, "Come on, Ro, we were on Team Defender with, uh, with each other, remember?" and uh, but he kind of says, I don't expect you to use it. They seem to know that Roe was not going to use this yeah, ahead of time. Before, he yeah. talked to them ahead of time. So it was uh, Austin's uh, speech was not great. 
uh it was very i'd say it was poor speech she said character is not good and she was she like if you if you had any hope it's all gone it's definitely gone now austin and i think it's i think we're better for it i i liked her early i liked how she was the the leader of the opposition i liked how she was uh positioned against especially jed and ty and yeah. beth and that whole sunsetter side but she did not put the work in with her allies including victoria who was supposed to be a, one of her key allies and she now that this week came along and just watching tonight she it, it, it just didn't occur to her that victoria wasn't with her anymore it didn't it didn't make sense to her brayden either brayden didn't really understand what did i do i, I, I i'm uh, who was i mean to why would someone put me up it's not that you weren't mean you just weren't nice or useful or useful because or you didn't you, because you isolated yourself from the rest of the group like there's no like what social capital do these people have like uh, this this is what i i i have trouble understanding i'm like you're acting like this should happen why shouldn't it happen have you given any have you proved any reason why you should still be here don't say that oh i won a competition this is for us you won one competition but what have you done socially not much brayden spends all of his time with austin right so socially people don't care you haven't like done you've done okay so so in 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 competitions but where's the like where's the juice people are gonna supposed to enjoy after the squeeze and like you can't believe that these people are gonna be staying there you know two three weeks later so once again why should it not be you why should it not be you and I don't care about invisible HOHs and taking a big shot but why should it not be you Right is what I don't understand. Right, and and that Ty was kind of the Jed, point. Ty and Jed know that it could have been them, and it would make sense if it was them, right? So are you? So Austin and Braden, are you under the impression that you're bad players and you're being specifically pointed out because you're terrible, or you have a misunderstanding of your abilities and you feel that uh, it should effortless come into your lap that you don't get nominated? It just right. it's just a weird disconnect in in general. Well, neither of them really sh should be here any longer than necessary. One of them will be gone tomorrow night, uh, and and the survivor of the two of them, let's say it's Brayden. Um, like I hope he can maybe find a second wind in this game, or even a first wind, actually, quite frankly. But um, I'm not that optimistic at this time that he can recover from this. Like you know, I could even see Brayden self evicting, you know, without Austin there. Uh, I hope that's not the case, um, but it's. Uh, I don't know. Imagine, but imagine Braden's the next HOH randomly, and and what what does that look like? Um, and how would that play out? But uh, I think that's it for tonight's episode. I want to jump into the spoiler section, find out as much as we can. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. See uh, if there's any kind of uh, word on this vote and. I don't think it's that hard to figure out, but we'll see. And maybe what sort of next week could look like. So we'll get into that now. If you're leaving us this part of the show, make sure to subscribe, comment, like, 
tell us tell everybody about us uh and all our other stuff that we do where we do marvel cinematic universe we do westworld we do uh survivor we've done big brother us uh, here on super Mater brothers podcasting we also have another channel called live long and podcast where we talk about star trek all the time we love star trek on tuesdays we talk d space nine on wednesdays original series uh we've talked about all the other shows that are airing right now like lower decks picard discovery whatever uh, all of them the movies we've done them all we you want you want to watch a star trek episode or a movie we probably did a podcast about it and and then you can go oh i wonder what they thought it's all there plus we do star trek radio theater on the weekends we just did bride of chaotica this last week and we're now we're going to be doing uh, uh which is from star trek voyager which is so good it was it's actually my favorite ever and i'm gonna it's i'm really gonna good. pound i'm gonna pound my chest about that one forever but uh the next one we're doing is uh a piece of the action which is where kirk and spock did 1920s gangsters like al capone style it's a really fun episode and apparently quentin tarantino wants to make a star trek movie based on it so hey why not um and then our third channel which is trivial debates where we argue about tv sports movies and music and all kinds of things that's a monthly show we do at the end of every month on uh, usually on a sunday we just did an episode with chris seymour hosting we had jameel we had Eamon mater my son and we had adam woodward all competing it was a lot of fun uh jody simpson said tonight on on live long and podcast i gotta get back in there i got a gripe why am i not in there so we gotta get jody in for an episode he's itching to go and uh and, and so check out all our content if you uh if if you can why not yeah anyway not. why not why the hell not so anyway <laughs> let's get into the spoiler section uh if you're leaving us we'll see you later but we hope you stick around okay here we go Okay. Already. Okay. Jamil, you said there was a few things. A few things I needed to star in my notes about the spoilers. One thing was about this Ty and Braden conversation. You said, okay, hey, we'll get into it in spoilers. Why? What, what's going on with Ty and Braden? So let's put a little context on the situation. First off, like Austin's gone. Uh, unless something happens, Austin's gone, right? Austin's gone. Bye, Austin. It was nice knowing you. Unanimous vote? Um, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, uh, when people are doing their math in terms of breaking down when characters are leaving, when characters, when people are leaving, Braden doesn't really come up. People really think that he's a non-entity, that he doesn't, like, he's just there. Like, he's not really a target that people are looking at. So he's kind of, you know, fading into the, the background, right? Right. Uh, a lot of people don't like Tara. Tara has rubbed people the wrong way. And a lot of people are going to be gunning for Tara. Right? Beyond like Ty, Jed, and Victoria? Well, before it was like, hey, Beth? you know, we we have to try and see if we can get out Rohan and everything. Like Beth is getting in there as to like number one target to kind of, we want her gone. So it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's like maybe uh, Rohan and, and Tara. Right. And, well, and um, but let's say one of those two are HOH, then it could be a completely different week next week. Correct. Did, is Tara aware she's not liked? Um, I think she has sus suspicion, but she's cool with Tina, and that's that's like the connective tissue from her perspective with like everyone else, because everyone for the most part is cool with Tina. Right. Okay. All right. Um, this is the last non-jury week, right? Like jury would start. With the eviction, like the first whoever's I evicted keep, next week could be. The I keep jury on member. getting the impression, but I I think until we hear from Arissa, we assume that it's still not a jury week until they say so. 
And they, they might not tell us until after the eviction itself. They'll say, yes. usually whenever the last non-jury person's evicted. So it could happen tomorrow night. Arista could say, okay, and now congratulations, you're all in jury. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't think there's going to be any buyback situation, but as that's up in the air, all right, whenever we see like the 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 goodbye messages are very sanitized or not shown, then there's more or less an opportunity that someone's going to be coming back and therefore a jury might not have started yet. Yeah, I just I don't think with COVID they're going to do a buyback. I think the producers are just going to rule it out because they don't, this idea of like somebody leaving and coming back into the house and potentially exposing people, I just think might be too Maybe much. Maybe they never leave the house. They go straight to the Expedia room. Maybe like there, there's ways to do it. Like there was that remember that was that one season of Big Brother Canada where like the two people had to go live in this like other room for like yeah. a week and they got to watch like them from this room and nobody knew it and whatever. So maybe I could see something like that where they don't leave like the lot. Like they just they just move to a different section of like the studio mm-hmm. and they live there for for a while. Maybe um, I could, I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of buybacks generally. I don't think players coming back is a good thing. Although Gary Glitter was kind of an exception to that. I think. Uh, True. Know, I, I, I understand. But uh, this season, I don't really want to see anyone come back. If you're eliminated, you're eliminated. Sorry, too bad, too sad. You had your chance. And I think people are like, well, uh, what happens if Kiefer gets eliminated? Well, you know what? Kiefer had a lot of time and power. And if he didn't properly utilize it, and uh, we just want him back because he knows better now, or he's learned his lesson about like the guys, then I'm sorry, it's too late, right? What are we playing? What are we playing? What are we playing? I hate this game. Okay, that's the other quote I need to get a keeper. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, continuing on on the question about Braden and Ty. So, previously we were talking about how, you know, Sunsetters have a lot of power, you know, Sunsetters including um, Ty and Jed, um, (laughs) Ty and Jed, Beth, um, and Kiefer. Well, you start seeing more and more that, um, uh, you start seeing more and more that Victoria is kind of um, in that place. So, the guys have i previously mentioned that victoria and kiefer uh on monday uh put up a alliance together they have an alliance real spice yes real spice victoria now has a new alliance victoria has a new alliance the victoria's alliance is now with um uh with jed and ty and beth although they kind of like leave beth kind of like at the last conversation and victoria is overjoyed she is so happy that finally what she's waited all this time and what she was pushing for uh the guys you know working with her it's finally happening wait victoria is the new latoya (laughs) well i guess yeah and the name of their alliance is the ghost peppers they named it after her because she's spicy v right Okay, ghost peppers. Ghost sure. peppers. Um, and uh, Kiefer kind of is losing his spot we're seeing with other people. All right. Now that he's not in power, you kind of see that his spot is kind of being 
He's, he, he's diminishing. Yes. Okay, but Kiefer's pretty smart enough probably to see that. Hopefully. Additionally, talking about Ty and Braden. Um, yeah, yeah. Ty, Ty and Braden have uh, been in bed uh, recently kind of cuddling. Okay. And there was there was a lot of conversations as to how far it went, and um, like Austin and Braden were like talking about like how much how far it went, and a lot of people didn't really get that confirmation. They were waiting to kind of hoping that more would be talked about it. Um, that's going to be an interesting turn of events because what happens if the thruple now suddenly turns into two couples? Right. So okay. <laughs> Just so I can get this straight. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so Beth and Jed, they're gonna like they're maybe they're gonna ship, right? And maybe Ty's out of the mix, but Ty's lonely. So now he picks up Brayden and now Ty and Brayden are a couple. I didn't say that they're a couple. I'm just saying that reports state that they were uh, not a uh, canoodling is not the correct term, but there was a lot of they were in bed together and there was a lot of seemingly interaction, but not like, not like they were going at it, just that things could have happened or did happen, question mark. Okay. Like I wasn't expecting this. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I wasn't expect, expecting it either. Expect the unexpected. I guess so. But like, if if that let's say that goes into fruition, that actually does happen, and the relationship is built off of that. If you're Kiefer, you're shut out now because you're not even like Victoria and Kiefer, right? You can kind of interchange in terms of how you treat them because even though you don't necessarily put a lot of stock into, let's say, if uh, Victoria is running and you're off the like the block, then people for the most part will kind of tell her what she wants to do. And they kind of figured out, uh, Vic, uh, not Victoria. Yeah. Victoria, because of her big ego, she blushes and you see how she acts whenever someone says like, she's doing a great job or like, she is like starving for affection. It seems sometimes when, when you see her in, in some of these videos, how she's just like looking for, people to acknowledge her whether it be the audience or other people uh that she's playing with yeah um, whereas what's, Kiefer's what's... just loyal to a fault where these guys verbally uh like question his decisions and like it looks like more or less they kind of get what they want from his hoh is i should pluralize that right because if he wins again, I don't feel like he's necessarily making his own decision. He's going to be making in conjunction with the Sunsetters. So if Braden kind of sneaks in there and grabs Ty's ear, then where does it leave everyone else is the question I have. Right. Could Ty be looking at this too? Just Well, it could just be because he wants to have a romp with with Brayden. But it could also be that, you know, hey, hey I need a number two. And if, if Beth becomes Jedson's number more than my number, then I need somebody. Um, sure. Right? You know, and I think that maybe, I don't know, like Ty's a player I don't fully have a, a grasp on yet. Like, you know, like he seems to be mistrusted quite a bit. 
Like we saw even Braden was talking to him. Braden wasn't buying. And there's that's not the first time we've seen it where Ty tries to go to people and people uh, like say, I don't believe what he's saying. We, even if he's telling the truth, people just don't trust him or they don't know how to read him, I guess. Um, and so I'm kind of like, I, I would say I, I drafted Ty. I want to, I would like to see him win just from, just so I'd be right. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I like, I just don't know if he, he's as, adept with like the social dynamics of the house maybe as much as like jetson is you know in comparison um maybe i'm wrong about that but there's also rohan in this mix too and i thought i thought rohan might be like the guy that that um ty would would team up with more so because that seemed to be well that he seemed was getting, to... they were getting close and then um he had that conversation with beth and Beth was kind of acknowledging the idea of possibly down the line getting rid of the two guys. And then Fro kept on pushing it. And you can tell that, you know, she was uncomfortable. And um, what could have been the start of a like a new alliance? Um, Beth turned around and just told them so they don't trust uh, Rohan anymore. Oh. Poor Rohan. I don't think Rohan. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's not as good. He's like he's he's floating along Rohan, but he's not gonna. I don't think yeah. he's long for this game either. I don't know. I don't know. Like if you had to pick somebody to win this game right now, who who would you say? Like who who is who's the best like, position? The the only thing I would say either Jedi, but like what's the resume? We got pe other people to do it for us. Mm -hmm. People okay. never. People were afraid to take a shot at us. I think is the resume. But how did you distinguish between the two of them? It's the two of them at the end. Well, I think I uh, oh well at the end. Then I think it's going to come down to little things. If it was those two sitting next to each other somehow, like you know, uh, akin to a Dane and uh, an Anthony, um, if they were to do that kind of thing, yeah, I think that uh, people are always going to respect the person they see is calling the shots more, right? And I just think that would be Jetson over Ty. Whether that's earned or not, it doesn't really matter. That's just how the perception was. Do you do you know because I uh, do you know if um Ty is Anglophone like is he English is that his first language because his his last name is N Carter Newman so I I'm guessing he's English but sometimes I wonder about Ty if he's like got a bit of a language barrier or he's or a culture barrier because he's from Quebec but maybe not maybe that's completely unfound I just don't know enough about him I I wish like we've been watching these house guests for five weeks. I don't know as much about them as I I, I think I should. Not enough feeds, not enough feeds, yeah, not enough feeds, and not, and too many sex, uh, segments with TikTok. Yes, yes, I'm I'm tired of the sponsorship stuff. I'm charge me, please, just charge me. Just just do just it. Charge me, man. Even if it's five dollars a month, let's let's keep the feeds up. Let's get more personality out of it. It just seems weird. Yeah, I'm with you um okay well that's interesting that's a lot of interesting good uh information together in going into tomorrow night uh i'm intrigued I, I think this game has been exciting though you know and i think losing the people we've all lost so far i can't say that they've been i've been sad to see them go like uh i think i think austin if, if, assuming she is the dead woman walking for tomorrow night um she she her time in this game what came to an end but she yeah. while she was here she was interesting you know, it's kind of my, how I think about it. Like, I feel like she's going out exactly when she should here. And we'll see how this plays out because I think there's just better players in the house than her. Same thing with Brayden. If he were the one to go tomorrow instead, if somehow this flips and, you know, 
whatever. See you later, Brandon. What's his legacy? Uh, Nothing. It's even less than like Austin has more of a legacy. At least she was HOH. She she was in an alliance. She kind of put the oddballs together, sort of, but didn't keep it together. Showman. You know, she had a kind of a showman. She had this this bromance or like uh, whatever, like whatever her thing with with Brayden is. Um, and but also was iconic for making bad decisions, having her own ally in victoria throw her up on the block and get her out you know it's like she's got like this interesting story to her season one way or the other yeah i'm not saying it's good like you know it's nothing to pound your chest about but she she's memorable you know as much as but i'll be like and bye and bye let's start up let's start for a new week okay yeah so that's I'm it for spoilers for i'm ready for the new week we're here. We're always ready. That's what we say. So often on Wednesdays, we're like, we know who's going tomorrow. Whatever. Let's figure it out next week. So, so that's uh, that's it for Wednesday, March thirty first, two thousand twenty one. When we're back, it's going to be April. It's going to be April Fools. Um, it's a whole new month in a couple yep. of hours. Um, so we oh, hope you join not, us. They better not play any April Fools thing with this H O H. Please, please, yes. I don't want none of that. Just a simple. The invisible invention. April Fool is. Or they like put clues to let people find out what the the HOH is. Anyways, anyways, you're ending the show. Go ahead. I was ending the show. Yeah, but all good, man. So hey, we'll see you tomorrow night. And uh thank you, Jamil. Thank you to all listening, and we'll see you tomorrow night. All right. Thank you. And until then. And remember, someone yes. is always watching. Oh, thank you.